Caution runners, speed bumps ahead. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 204 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. This is a bonus episode. Yes. Normally, we just put out, what, one full episode a week? One a week, normally on Tuesdays. This one will be dropping into the feed on Monday, if you are listening to this as it just appears. Welcome to your week of the springtime surprise. That's right. We are wanting to get everybody who's heading to Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida for the springtime surprise excited and charged up and ready to go accomplish, explore, and indulge at the happiest place on earth. Yes. Full of magical times. We hope this week will be for you and this weekend since the races actually start on Thursday. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's right. It's four days of running with an extra day because one of the races is at night. And you think your opinion your strongly worded letter to run Disney would be <laughs> that they needed to have two of the three at night. Correct. But I don't know how it would Correct. work on the weekend. I don't know I'm how that really, would work out. I don't know how it would work. Well, out. if you had the, the, the two back to back, if you had the expedition Everest 5k at night, and then you had the tower of terror, 10 miler, at night, you could put those two together. Nighttime race, nighttime race. Now you're thinking. Day off. There you go. And then your daytime race. Your What's the 10K, 10K called? Taste of the 10K. Taste, Taste of the 10K. Isn't it? I yeah. think something like that. <laughs> so you could do it that way. And um, we have never participated in. Correct. That they're bringing back. History. <laughs> So I think that there's ways that they could do it. That's it's a lot of logistics. Oh, race for the taste, 10K. Race for the taste. That's it. Sorry. It's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of planning that goes into it because run Disney events are to say that they're a production would be an understatement, I think. Oh. They are massive events. They are large scale events. Yeah. And they Disney puts a lot of thought and effort into it. The number of volunteers, employees, uh, law enforcement you name it, is just staggering to make these race weekends go off without a hitch. And they do a yeah. pretty incredible job of doing that yeah. with minor hiccups here and there because... And they're always looking to improve, exactly. They're always trying I think new things. those minor hiccups come from, well, let's try it this way. And then they figure out whether something doesn't work or does work and then tweaks it for next time. They tweak it for next time. Yeah. But when you have that kind of an event mm -hmm. that's that big in scale and scope, mm. it's really not just the kind of thing that runners just drive there, fly there, and then grab a hotel and then just show up. It's a process. It's, there's a lot of thought and effort that the participants yeah. should also put into play but as they are embarking on their trip to the happiest place on earth, I think. Well, race that you register for, 
You think about it months in advance. You set up a training plan months in advance. When you get there, you execute your plan. And there are many in the Runcation Nation who have executed their plans very well from several Run Disney events in the past. So this week, I thought it would be great to solicit some tips and tricks and advice from our Runcation Nation community. Yeah, if you are new to Run Disney events, it can be a bit overwhelming. And what better way for you to go prepared than to be able to get some of that wisdom from a few thousand of your closest friends who have been there and done that and can offer you some really solid advice. And Mm -hmm. you put it out on social media and boy, did you get some responses? I did. And I think that some will apply specifically to a Run Disney event, but many of them can apply to running any large scale race or race weekend period. Yeah. So agreed. So I thank them very much for their feedback. Yes. Yes. That is going to be fantastic. And Mm -hmm. I can't wait to start sharing that. Yeah. So that's going to be the run portion of this week's episode. For sure. And then of course we have food and beverage to explore and indulge. And this week we are taking a trip over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, I think arguably one of our two favorite parks. Fair. I think that is a fair assessment. Anybody who's been following the podcast for any length of time knows that is a favorite park of ours when we're talking about running in any run Disney weekend and, and which parks we're going to visit to explore and indulge. It also has some amazing options for food and beverage. Mm -hmm. One of our favorites, one that is so quintessentially Hollywood. Yeah. Happens to be there. And it's one of the first, it is actually the, no, it's one of the first sit down establishments that you come to as you enter the park. Mm -hmm. And that would be the Hollywood Brown Derby. Oh, yum, yum. And yum. And we're going to be talking about food and beverage from this piece of Hollywood history and classic Americana. It's in the perfect place on the property. Yes. And it's one of the greatest places to celebrate, I think, in terms of the types of, in terms of the meal we had. And potentially what else you could have from their menu. Absolutely. So we have a lot to talk about on this week's bonus episode of the Run Eat Drink podcast. But before we do that, if you would like to get a shout out for you or somebody else that you love Mm. on the show, a friend of yours, uh, a family member, somebody who's accomplished something, let us know. Yes. Email us at info at runnydrink.net. That's info at runnydrink.net. You can write it out or you can attach a little audio snippet so that we can play it and make you famous. Or go old school. Call us at 941 
677-2733. Leave us a voicemail right there on that line, and we can use that instead of a an emailed sound file. Mm-hmm. And we can make you and the person you are shouting out, Runcation Nation Famous. 941-677-2733. Let's talk tips for first-time run Disney runners. When you first told me about this, I thought it was such a good idea because it's an overwhelming thing your first time going. I remember our first time going to run Disney events. a lot. It was a nighttime race that's no longer held. It was the... Well, it's no longer held at night, and the event we participated in is no longer available. That would be the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Relay. Yes. We just registered for that event in November of this year. Well, the Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Yes. We registered for that race weekend but no longer is the relay available. And no longer is it at night. Sad face, sad emoji. I know, I know. But when you suggest this, it's such a great idea because it really is, it's overwhelming. It's a lot going on. When I think about the way we showed up to our first run Disney event. We were so grossly underprepared. We were. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know where that original hydration belt is now anymore, somewhere in the house. I'm sure it's somewhere in your closet. I don't even know. No costume, no, no idea about how the expo worked and uh, no, uh. And, and, and there's a lot when you think about it, expo, packet pickup, transportation, the pre-race party, the post-race events and activities, merchandise, there's so much to take into account and having some some tips and tricks, like a dummy's guide almost to how to attack run like Disney. Like those yellow weekend. dummy books? Hey, look, mean? Like, I've, yes, like okay. the library of those books that I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them. And I, I want people to think of it like we're going to break it down for you really simply with some really solid experience from people who have done these events in the past. Mm-hmm. Shall we start with fellow podcasters? Sure. Okay. Because the Will Run For podcast crew have a couple of tips. Great. And they didn't say which member of the team submitted this. So we're going to credit them all. So we're going to credit them all. They submitted two tips. Okay. The first is forget sleep. Just rise and grind. This is 100% true. Uh, this is probably not going to be a race where you're going to go with a eight hours in the tank in terms of sleep. If if you travel in the day before and you can get in and get settled and and you you give yourself that extra day on the front end, you might be right. able to acclimate. Sure. But if you're coming in, traveling, doing expo that day, unless you're going to go straight from the expo back to your hotel and then get to sleep. If you're doing resort transportation, Mm. it's probably going to be a 2 a.m. wake up for you. Oh, yeah. If you're off property, it may very well be a 1 1 a.m. or a 1.30 a.m. wake up. And you have to watch that time of morning also because let's just not say we speak from experience, but we speak from experience that daylight saving time (laughs) can bite you in the 
but it can confirm it it can do it it will do it if you're racing on that weekend it will do it if you don't take it into account and then you set your alarm and you get up and you do your whole routine and you take a shower only to find that the clock has fallen backwards (laughs) you didn't need to get up yet (laughs) for real there was no chance we were going to be late that morning though well that's true but i was just so exhausted which is to their point don't forget about sleep rise and grind and then uh, a, a fellow runcation nation or um, marathon running uh, marathon mom marathon mom who's andrea she says i would die but really if you're nervous about your first run disney event i don't imagine that you get very much restful sleep anyway because you're excited you're wanting to make sure that you get up on time and you know, those nights where you have a something big in your life the next day and you've done everything to set the alarms and make sure you're going to be there. And every once in a while you just get up and you look at your alarm or you look at the clock and it's still not time to get up. And you have those intermittent bouts of checking the clock because you're so excited. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like I was saying with the, the, transportation at the resorts the Mm. race resorts the buses start loading at 3 a.m and the pre-race party is is rocking as soon as you get there in the Mm -hmm. morning and it's going and you'll have plenty of time to get over to the start area get through security the earlier you go the earlier you go exactly and it's worth getting there early there's plenty of porta potties if you want to go to one of the the food trucks for a, a cup of coffee you can Mm -hmm. get hydrated whatever the case may be you can do all of that whatever goes with your ritual but plan on getting up early don't do anything new on race day truth that's all i'm saying yeah and then they also have a tip that says prepare for all weather possibilities take a million pictures this is more than one tip actually it's uh three tips in the sentence prepare for all weather possibilities Take a million pictures. Be the first on the bus. Have fun and enjoy the magic. Yeah, that's all solid. I think the the take a million pictures, 100%. Just be mindful of what's going on around you. Of course, you don't want to do anything unsafe. What would be unsafe? Paying more attention to your phone than the road and you end up going butt over tea kettle. Oh, you mean in terms of getting the pit ready for the pictures and things like that? Or Well, if you're taking photos, you you don't want to be moving and not watching where you're stepping. Also important. Yes. Safety first. These are crowded race courses. Safety first. And some uneven terrain, depending on the road you're on, construction, you know. Whether you're in the park or not. Some of the parks are uneven Mm -hmm. and different terrain and some roads are under construction. Some need the repaving that has begun. So it's (laughs) uneven. You got to, you got to be careful wherever, wherever you are, wherever you are. Perfectly imperfect Maria, who we met up with at one of our last run Disney events says, have fun and take it all in. Live in the moment. Always pay extra for photo pass. No matter how crazy you look or think you look, these pictures will always remind you of how badass you truly are. I like that. Yeah, the photo pass is, I believe it's a $99. 
Ooh, add on to the cost of your registration. And yes, for some that's, that's a little steep, but if, if that is within your budget, I would highly recommend that you do it. There are ample photographers all throughout the course. They're going to be snapping photos of you at really at every stage during the race. And some of those photos usually turn out to be really good. And if you have the opportunity to hold on to those memories and have something to look back on. I think it's, Mm. it's well worth the money. There are some before the pandemic, when PhotoPass was included in certain levels of the annual passes that we would purchase, Mm -hmm. I would be so thankful for having those photos because there are some races at Disney where certain times on the course where I knew I was going to make it to the end and a photo pass photographer had captured that perfectly. I was just so happy I had access to those moments. So I think that she is right. And it is a perfect tip. If you can swing it, it is so emotional, so wonderful to be able to look back on. Absolutely. Yeah. And then to connect to that tip, Anna runs on coffee, who we love and we've had share a memory from Run Disney on the show before. Stop for characters, but do not slow down for photo pass photographers. Stay at whatever speed you're moving and just keep it steady so others can get a picture too. The lenses are huge, which means they take the picture like a mile away. If you get up close, you'll just end up blurry and ruin pictures. Photographers are in the parks by the green tents and bright lights. And she decided to go with this tip because it's a different aspect to run Disney than other races. Yeah, and it's a good tip as well. If you're not thinking about it, you don't need to stand right in front of the photographer. They are... They are taking photos uh, with a fairly wide lens. They do a great job of getting pretty much everybody, tons of, uh, of photos of us when we've, when we've taken them, and many of which were we're not necessarily the central figure, but if once we've downloaded the photo, we could crop it, and it's a great photo mm-hmm. just of us. Yeah. The, what you forget about is they've planned all this out so they've got great spots all along the course and what they're talking about these little these little tents it's it's like a blind that the photographers sit in that shields them from the elements yeah and they've got big bright white led lights shining towards you not towards the photographer towards you and they're spaced before those tents yes so that you have it's like an indicator that they're coming well, it serves as an indicator for you and for them. What it is, is it's, they don't need a flash and they can. So when you see that, you know, that they're coming, you don't have to slow down. That's just a visual and you can keep trucking along and join hands with your partner or just remember it's a visual cue to Am I smiling? How? Yes, exactly. You know, it's coming. So that way you don't, you don't slow down or you don't alter your plan. You just know it's coming and you, it's a visual reminder to, Hey, smile. So marathoning mom, Andrea says, 
Always pack a disposable poncho. Wish we had read this before our this past <laughs> year. Yeah. Good for if it's a bit chilly. Nice to sit on, and it's Florida. There's always a chance of rain. Y'all know I have all the Run Disney tips. 100%. And I would go a step further and say, buy this, buy disposable ponchos, take a really large trash bag and fold it up and throw it in your running belt, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. If you've got the wherewithal and you remember to do it, pick it up before you get there. Ponchos at Disney, Disney ponchos are 20 bucks. They can be expensive or you, you may not have a cleaning crew nearby you at, at 2 a.m. or 1 or 2.30, whatever it is. At your hotel. At your hotel like that, you, we've done. Like, that you can approach and say, hey, can we borrow this? I want, can I get a, the biggest can liner you have on your yeah. cart? And they hand, they hand us the, the, the trash bags. I'm like, this will do. This will do. And I, I literally have cut, cut a head hole or torn a head hole out and just run in a trash bag. Mm -hmm. And it, it works. It works. But it's not I, the most comfortable running yeah. experience, but it works. But I think if you have an inexpensive one where it's all been done for you that you can throw somewhere in your in your gear or on your person, that's a good tip. Yeah, and there, there are plenty of options on like Amazon.com or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Speaking of things you may want to pack, Kristen, who is at Bigger, Bigger Girls Run 2 on Instagram... She says, cooling arm sleeves are the bomb in all caps. Easy to put on and take off, but kept me cool during princess. Also, they have SPF protection in them for those warmer and sunnier days. A three-pack on Amazon's 15 bucks. This is not a bad option, really mm. and truly. You could certainly get a three-pack on Amazon. You can get you, you can find these at the Runners Expo as well. Just remember, if you're buying from the expo, sometimes depending on the on the particular merchandise, you may be paying a bit of a premium. Mm -hmm. So pre-purchasing from someplace like Amazon might be a better way to go. But for the the warmer races, anything like that 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 will cool you off is a great idea. And they're easy to take on and off. Looking yeah, at them, yeah. The Florida Florida heat is no joke. We've talked about it more than once here on the show. And Hydrate at oh. Disney, especially because that area of Florida was at one time and and, and the, on the outskirts <laughs> of the parks still very much is a swamp. Speaking of weather and pace concerns and what, just worrying about those kinds of things. Ryan runs Disney on Instagram says, don't panic about the balloon ladies. There aren't, they are not evil people. If you trained, you'll be just fine. Now we've actually had the benefit of getting to talk with the balloon ladies. I believe we had a little video of, of me talking with them in our first year on the show. I, I, I ran back mm -hmm. to talk with them as yeah. we were coming through Epcot. Oh, Super nice. Yeah. They're wonderful. They're there. Not. I think it was Animal Kingdom. I don't know. They're not evil. There is an evil person. Oh no! And that's the one you're thinking of. That person wears a costume uh, at some of the races, and she dresses like the balloon ladies. And then so her, this is a tip. And then it says, "Made you look." And boy, does she. Okay. Because she has balloons. Oh yeah, she's doing it on purpose, and it's hilarious, but it's evil. It is, especially when you're like, hey, just coming back from an injury, and I'm worried and concerned, and I think I've got this, but I'm not sure. And I saw her 
in going into Animal Kingdom, the back of Animal Kingdom once, and it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had to laugh after the fact. But that is yeah, they're they're fantastic. But they are the, they're they're there to let you know you need to stay ahead of this of these people on the course or else you're going to get swept. Yes. And. I, I agree with Ryan. If you've done your training, if you're ready to go, if in your training runs, you're, you're doing some runs to make sure that you are hitting your race pace, which is 16 minutes a mile or faster, you're going to be fine. Right. I would add to that tip oh. and say that if you are wanting to stop for character photos, mm. you should train for probably a 14 minute per mile pace or faster. Mm-hmm. If you're training just for 16, because you're going to have to wait in lines at those character stops, mm -hmm. that may not be enough buffer. So keep that in mind. Assuming you have trained and taken this advice from you and from Ryan Runs Disney and incorporated that into your training and you're ready to go, running through Wonderland, Jen, friend and patron of the show, says, don't worry about pace. Don't worry about the people that are ahead of you. Live in the moment. Enjoy the fact that you're in Disney running these magical miles and having the time of your life. And I would agree with that. I think that there are some some beautiful views to see at the Run Disney races. Mm -hmm. I love the early morning races when you're coming into, let's say, Magic Kingdom over mm -hmm. by Tomorrowland and seeing sunrise in Tomorrowland. Oh. That is so cool. Oh, also uh, over Epcot. Or over and Epcot. Like, uh, show, the Spaceship Earth. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the uh, World Showcase. And you don't get to do that anywhere else. Or if you're going to Star Wars weekend and you're running, you're running Star Wars and there's that back stretch that everybody laments a little bit because they're like, there's nothing back here. It's just they're running us by a water treatment plant. <laughs> and they set up the sounds of the Battle of Hoth playing on the speakers. They've got lasers, actual lasers shooting across mm. the, the, the forest on either side. And then they've got fire pots exploding. So you actually feel like you're in the middle of that fight between the Empire and the Ewoks Aww. as you're running. You never get to do that anywhere else. And you never know what kind of special setup like that they'll have at Springtime Surprise or depending on the race theme weekend, right. that weekend in particular. And related to that tip, another one of our patrons, Fun Size Jen, she says, have fun, enjoy the experience. And I think it, it's related to Ryan Runs Disney and you and your tip that you just shared a few minutes ago understand your pace and how it relates to the character stops like in the training of it i think that's perfect and i just wanted to bring that because it was very smart for a front size gent to mention that absolutely and uh, as far as the expo goes as far as the expo and advice for the expo and run disney specialized merchandise on race weekends which can be a hot button topic Breakfast of Marathons, uh, and I believe her first name's Emily. She says, if there's something uh, as far as Run Disney merch that you see, that you want, you may not be sure it fits, buy it. Things may sell out very quickly. And if worse comes to worse, you can always return the merch to a resort gift shop. That's a great tip. You've experienced this where you're trying on stuff 
They don't have a changing room like or over, fitting room. Over clothing. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard to get a really good sense of how something's going to fit. Mm. So I think that that's a great tip. Yeah. I would actually add to that and say, because yes, we've had some pretty contentious conversations about the merchandise situation at run Disney events. Mm-hmm. Disney has put in place some very minimal precautions to keep resellers from coming in to buy up everything. And it it, the fact of the matter is if you don't get to the expo early Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to say day one of race weekend, I think you're right. You may be out of luck to get the merchandise that you want because Mm -hmm. they allow for people to purchase two of any SKU or SKU. So that means like uh, barcodes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you can purchase too small, too medium, too large, too extra large. You as an individual, and you'll see entire families coming in with adults and kids with gift cards or credit cards, buying two of each SKU as they go up. And, and, and by the end of day one, merchandise is already showing up on reseller sites. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. But that her tip, I think, is great because if you do find that thing that you think you want, but you're just not certain, this is a great opportunity for you to take it back and return it without worry. And speaking of clothing and what you wear on race day, Susie Runs 50 commented, I have, t- I have tips, but and many. But first... My advice is let your inner child come out to play. Absolutely. Or let your ch- your inner child out to play. I was 48 when I did my first run Disney race. I wore a boring black shorts and a black top because I thought I was too old to wear glitter and running skirts. I soon realized you're never too old to play dress up. Wear all the glitter, sparkle, and bling as long as it's comfortable to run in. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's great. I, I Related to her tip, you it, it's a place where you can go and you can be a kid. And, and you can't necessarily dress up when you go to the park regularly or in real life daily when you're an adult. You're doing adulting things. They say dress for the job that you want. And every time I show up dressed <laughs> up like Batman, they look at me like I have three heads. Yes. So you, you can't do that. No, no, Captain. No, <laughs> no. But but when you're at a run Disney race, all of that is fair game. You can dress up like an Ewok. You can dress up like Groot. You can dress up like any princess that is your princess, or as Prince Charming, or what have you. I will say this: make sure you practice with your costume oh you you read my mind i was going to say i love the creativity that we've seen in some of these costumes and what people have managed to do to come up with amazing costumes that really represent the character very well that they're trying for yeah and they've made them in such a way that they're compatible with the activity of running because if you don't and we've seen a couple of costumes that kind of failed on the race course or costumes that people were like, I did not think this through. Or they talked afterwards about chafing. I, or or dying of heat. 
Because again, many Disney races are are run in Florida heat. You can never tell about the weather. And and I was going to say, any time of year, it could be very, very warm Mm -hmm. and you may not be accustomed to it. Mm. And we've seen people wear like full body velour costumes. It was Captain Hook and the Alligators. And somebody in the alligator costume was dying of heat. Or like a onesie. Somebody dressed as Deadpool once in a onesie. Yes. And it, I was just like, how can you, is it, how is it possible? Yeah. No. So, so practice with your costume before you show up on race day. Yeah. Know that you can, you can do that and that, that the, figure out where your, your pain points might be with the costume and then adjust before race day. It's the same with nutrition. Never try anything new on race day. Always try it in training. You may look a little funny trying to run in the costume. Maybe you'll do it in the pre-dawn hours when no one's out there in the neighborhood, but just as long as you've run with and gotten an idea of what you need to adjust you'll be good to go absolutely emily who is eco fit 13 says don't forget to have fun i know it's a rush on race day to get to the bus in the morning to go to the corrals but honestly disney races are the most fun best of luck and have a great race and longtime patron and friend of the show main street miles meg she says No matter how hot it is, either pack in your race gear, and she's talking about Mm post-race, which I love. No matter how hot it is, either pack in your race gear, check bag, give to your finish line cheer squad, a long sleeve, lightweight hoodie, and also a set of recovery sandals. As soon as you stop, your body starts the cool down process, but you're covered in sweat, and then you get on a highly air-conditioned bus or highly air conditioned car you'll you get cold trust me the sandals are to relieve your swollen and tired feet i think that's a great tip i know that the first time we did a half marathon afterwards Mm -hmm. we were both having severe chills yeah of course you can wrap yourself in the mylar blankets and all of that that they have there at the end of the race but Having something to wear and being prepared, mm. you can't beat that. Yeah. Immediate recovery. Begin recovery and protecting yourself and from any kind of heat exhaustion, sickness, post-race. And the recovery sandals, too. At mm-hmm. letting Resting your feet, especially if you're doing a challenge where you're going to be running multiple races during the weekend. Such a fantastic tip. And that does it for the tips we have from our Runcation Nation. Thank you for providing those. Absolutely. If you've got additional tips, please go ahead. Feel free to send them. We can share them out on social media throughout mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. Uh, email it to us at info at runeatdrink.net. That's mm-hmm. info at runeatdrink.net or call and leave us a voicemail. 941-677-2733. That's 941 941- Six seven seven two seven three three. Now, once you guys get done doing all of this amazing running that you're going to be doing at the Springtime Surprise, you've, you've accomplished your goal. You need to explore the food and beverage scene at uh, the Walt Disney World area. Mm-hmm. And we think that a great option for you, since you'll want a place to sit down after all of this running, is going to be over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. You know, the same place where you can ride things like the Rock and Roller Coaster, the Tower of Terror, Star Tours, 
Aww. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. <gasps> Slinky Dog and Dash. Slinky Dog Dash. And of course, make your way over to the Star Wars area for Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. But on your way through to all of that stuff, you've got to walk past the Hollywood Brown Derby. Yum. And like I said, this place is quintessentially Hollywood. This is you know something that's plucked from really the height of Hollywood's golden era or golden age. When you when you go in, you see all the amazing caricatures and photos of famous Hollywood celebrities all over that have graced the Hollywood Brown Derby with their presence and enjoyed their food. And there's just something I think really cool about going to the place that is credited with inventing the Cobb salad. Oh, just so it's so good. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm just having flashbacks to the amazing meal we had. Soup, salad, and sides. Oh. Should we relive it? I think we should. And fortunately, we had the wherewithal to turn on the recorder. And, oh, yes. And record our hot take on the amazing food that we had at the Hollywood Brown Derby. So let's, let's give that a listen now. All right, Runcation Nation, we are now having our, this is going to sound strange, we're here at the Hollywood Brown Derby inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is one of my favorite restaurants ever. My dad used to take me to the Brown Derby in uh, Indian Rocks Beach when I was really? a kid back in the 70s and 80s. That we are having an appetizer. This is their oyster and brie soup. Yes, their oyster and brie soup, crispy oyster fritter, champagne, Meyer lemon saffron aioli. When they bring it out to you, it's this large plate with a little cup in the middle where the where it goes. You got the two fritters, like they look almost like hush puppies. They're tiny, but they're, they're fried oysters, basically. They're not huge hush puppies. No, and then in the bottom of the plate are those is a little drizzle of that aioli, and then they pour the hot soup around and over the fritters. The, oh my god! The fritter is is crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. The soup, it's like got a butter velvet texture that it. it it's creamy, it's buttery. I know I said that twice. Yeah, but the brie by itself is very buttery and nutty but and super mild. So that's not normally a cheese I would expect to see in a soup. And they really lean into that aspect because they didn't do anything to really overpower that. There's a little bit of heat from, I think, white pepper. Maybe at the very end of a... Just a touch. Of a taste of the soup. There's enough salt to let you really taste that brie. It is so good. And these fritters give you the essence of oyster without an overpowering seafood flavor. Mm. Yeah. I love oysters. Fried oysters especially. It's not fishy. Not at all. It's... Not at all. The flavor of oysters... The creamy, buttery, slightly lemony, a little bit spicy on the end. And it's the perfect portion, too, I think. Oh, this is so rich. Yeah. If you were to do anything larger than this, you'd be done. Mm. Mm. 
I don't know, you get two fritters in a, in a serving. Yes. But if we had ordered just one of these, I might have said shut up and get your own. Oh, absolutely. I think this is, this is again, it's decadent, mm. rich. Well, I just got a crunchy bit of a fritter, uh -huh. so it maintains the crunch. I think this was an absolute winner. Winner, winner. <laughs> Hollywood Brown Derby dinner. Indeed. <laughs> okay, Runcation Nation, so for lunch here at the Hollywood Brown Derby inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios, we decided to go with a classic. Hollywood Brown Derby, Cobb salad. Oh, I, I'm just going to pull up the description. Okay. It's, you're, I know you're thinking Cobb salad. What's the big deal? It's the famous. Hollywood Brown Derby invented it. Spit roasted turkey, bacon, egg, tomato, blue cheese, avocado, classic dressing, and we added chicken. We also got enhancements. Deviled crab and orzo gratin, horseradish gremolata, Dijon mustard cream. Also, crispy potato cakes, <clears throat> minced chive, goat cheese, mousse. The salad comes out, it's basically Perfect. everything is segregated on the plate and then they combine it right here for you, split it right at the table. Because we shared it, it's huge. Mm -hmm. The salad's enormous. What do you think, Amy? It's tangy. It really is a, a perfectly composed salad. Yeah. It's the, not the, like... The lettuce is chopped. It doesn't take over the salad. No. It's. It looks more like... The lettuce looks more like a... It's more like spices. That fine... More like chopped it's a, like It's yeah. a fine chop on the lettuce, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get... It makes it very easy to eat with a fork. Yes. And not have a lot of mess. Which is, I think, why they do it. I like the acidity. The, the tomatoes are fresh. And at the perfect ripeness. I like the, the you, you get all that, but then you get a little, a little hit of a, of a piece of diced avocado. Oh, and yeah. You get that burst of creaminess. Mm-hmm. This is, again, just a, the, the bacon is so smoky. It's perfect. It's an outstanding salad. It's $20 with the addition of the chicken breast, I believe it's 24 Okay. Well worth it. Let's talk about the gratin, shall we? Yes. So this is, can you read the description? Oh, oh you read the description. I did, but just for you. This is deviled crab and orzo gratin with horseradish remolata, Dijon mustard cream. They serve this in a, a little cast iron crock. The wow, that is so tasty. The crab. I love the breadcrumb. Yeah, you get that nice crunch of the breadcrumbs. I think that's the, the gremolata. Yeah, the crunchy topping. Mm -hmm. But the, the crab is so mild mm -hmm. and sweet. There's a sweetness to it that is really nice. What do you think? It's hearty, and I don't know. Like it's like comfort food. Seafood comfort food. Yeah, it's like a. It feels like a casserole. Oh, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, and it, it, it's tiny. This is really meant to be like a side or an accompaniment 
uh, to your entree, but we yeah. got a couple of these little things to split. What they call an enhancement. An enhancement. And I definitely think that's accurate, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> now, the horseradish is very mild. Oh, yeah. It's not super spicy. It's not going to light is... up your nose. No. And I think that comes with baking it in there rather than adding it at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would get that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And last but not least, potato cake. These potato cake with a goat cheese kind of mousse. They're pretty. They're, they're they're about the size of a of a little cheddar biscuit. Yeah, it's like a little bigger than a silver dollar. Yeah, they're denser than I thought they would be. What more like a lacta? Uh, yes. Or a lacta. Or lactis. Or how do you say that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm terrible at it. Um, but the flavor very potato it takes on kind of like a biscuit consistency around the potato yes but the goat cheese is very tiny I like that I, that's a perfect goat cheese if you've never had it gives you this, this wonderful tang and a little bit of funk yeah I would get this again in a heartbeat yeah I think that the, the actual cake, the potato cake is a drier consistency, so it needs the goat cheese. Yes. Yeah. So together they make the perfect bite. I'd get this again. I would get the crab gratin. I would get the crab salad. It's an amazing meal. And that's... Well, it's no surprise that they are a time-honored tradition that continues for decades. I love the I love the Brown Derby. It is absolutely one of my favorite places, and I used to go there with my family as a kid. It's nostalgic. It's also historical, and it's delicious. Oh, I just want to go back, like right now. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that, that brie soup is to die for. Oh, and no cob salad tastes as good as that cob salad. And the sides. The sides. Yes, there are entrees that we did not explore when we were there that we want to go back and have. But what we had alone is amazing food you need to experience. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say? Because we got some drinks to talk about. Well, yes, we do. But before we do that, we want to say... <laughs> I didn't see what you did. <laughs> we want to say a special thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. You guys have enabled us to upgrade our podcast studio and bring brand new race weekends to the Runcation Nation. And specifically, we want to say a special thank you to two of our newest patrons... Michael David, who you often hear on the Will Run For podcast. Yeah. And he just just a few short days ago became our newest patron at the fan level. And we are so happy to have him as part of our Runcation Nation. And also Dean Gerber. I think we have talked about him and shouted him out in the past few weeks, previous few weeks. Or we may have talked or, or mentioned him in a live. Or we may have mentioned him in a live, but we just want to say thank you so much, gentlemen. A newest fan and the newest insider. 
as patrons of the Runny Drink Podcast, you have enabled us to continue the growth that we have experienced thanks to all the rest of our patrons in the Runcation Nation. Absolutely. If you're a patron, thank you. And if you're not and you want bonus content like some of the food and beverage that uh, maybe didn't make it into the show proper, some behind the scene footage and more, check out patreon.com slash Podcast. Or if you're in the Podbean app, click on the button at the top of the player and you can see all of our patronage levels right there in their patron program that they have as well. Our show will always be free, but if you want even more, join us on patreon.com slash runny drink podcast or in, or through Podbean. You can check out all the levels and become a patron today. As always, everyone in the Runcation Nation, we say thank you for your support. So let's talk drinks. Yeah. They have an amazing bar game at the Brown Derby. Oh, oh, yes. They really do. And we also captured that as a live take Mm -hmm. audio recording on that day. I think we were taking it easy on the beverage front. So we only had the one. But if you're only going to have one, you should have the one that's named for the place. The iconic Derby cocktail at the Hollywood Brown Derby. We are here at the Hollywood Brown Derby inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios. I'm very excited. Our waiter, his name is Greg. Yes. He has made some fantastic recommendations, starting with beverages. Yes. How the drinks taste? This drink is absolutely, we are thrilled. Good. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So just um, standard bread and it's uh, red Hawaiian sea salt on top of the butter. Oh, Thank my. You. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, as you heard it right here, our bread comes with butter that has red Hawaiian sea salt on top. Wow. The cocktails that we got is, is one of their signature drinks. It's called the Derby Cocktail. Yes. And I can. Let me. Amy's going to read the description present to you the description of our derby cocktail. How can you not get the one named for the restaurant? Exactly. So for $15, so yes, we know, it is a celebratory cocktail. The derby cocktail is Gentleman Jack, Florida honey syrup, pink grapefruit juice, and a souvenir glow cube. Yeah, so this is visually very striking. Ours is glowing this bright pink, orangish pink. And we, we, I, you, you heard us tell Greg that the drinks are amazing. Let's, yeah. let's tell you why. I would say the perfect word for this is balance. Because bourbon can burn in a cocktail. Or there can be really heavy-handed sweetness. Or you could be dangerous with a grapefruit, really sour or tart note. Yes. And I feel like... There's just enough bourbon, so you get the smoke. There's just enough grapefruit, so there's a slight tartness and salt and pepper of the drink. And then the honey syrup just makes sure that there's no burn from the bourbon and everything is in perfect alignment in this cocktail. I absolutely couldn't say it any better than that. She hit the nail on the head. Mm. There's 
there you get a little bit of everything with no one ingredient taking over. Yes. So whatever proportions, whatever devil magic there is, it's perfect. We really got to reproduce this at home. We now have the glow. We get to keep the glowing ice cube, which is adorable. I'm not really sure how to transport that, but yes, I can. So we can replicate it, and it'll look cool, too. Mm. So uh, cheers, Runcation Nation, to the Derby cocktail at the Hollywood Brown Derby, full of tradition and Hollywood magic and indulgent cocktails. We are suckers for bourbon. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Uh, that, that's where they had me. And then on top of that, it lights up. Oh, yeah. And we, ha- we brought those home. <laughs> we brought those little glow cubes home. And they've been used here at home. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that they have an extensive menu that we didn't even scratch the surface of. In fact, we went back to their outdoor bar to experience their great, their signature grapefruit oh, beverage. They, yes, they, they do a grapefruit cocktail that mimics the flavor of their grapefruit cake. Which we may or may not have ordered at the end of this meal to go to have in the hotel room later. Definitely worth checking out, That's guys. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed hearing about the Hollywood Brown Derby and will consider this as an option for you when you are at Walt Disney World in Orlando for this weekend, the springtime surprise. We wish you a fantastic time. Soak it all up. Remember the tips and thank you to the Runcation Nation for providing those. Next week. We're still in Florida. We're, well, actually, it's next episode. Yeah. I, I, I'm so used to saying next week. Because the next episode will drop a little sooner. The next week. The next week. We're still in Florida. Yes. We are going to be talking about the Gasparilla Distance Classic in Tampa. Just an hour and a half uh, down the road, down I-4 from from Orlando. And that is one of our absolute favorites. And we're getting to go back post-pandemic and tell you guys all about that race weekend Mm. and what it has to offer in terms of food and beverage in Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. Thank you so much for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, Wherever you are, I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.